The following is my conversation with Max Tegmark, a world-renowned cosmologist. His work focuses on the big questions involving space and time. In this episode, we discuss some of the most important aspects of his research. He also shares some of his astounding insights on subatomic particles, their boiling points, and the existence of universes beyond our own. So without further ado, let's begin. Our thanks to Britishism Selfishness as our sponsors today. If you've never tried their products before, now's the time. Get a free bottle when you visit their website at britishism.com. We hope you'll check them out and let us know what you think. See you later. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This week, we're joined by Max Tegmark, a world-renowned cosmologist. Max, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Lexman. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your particular research? Sure. My research focuses on questions about the nature of space and time. That sounds really interesting. And what sorts of questions are you particularly interested in? Well, one of the main areas that I'm focused on is the question of independencies. All right. So explain what you mean by that. Sure. Independence is basically the ability of different parts of a system to operate independently of each other. For example, in physics, we often deal with systems where particles are interacting with each other. For example, when two particles collide, they might exchange energy and recoil away from each other. But in principle, those two particles could be orbiting around the nucleus at the center of the universe without any interaction from other parts of the universe. So it's important to understand how systems are able to function independently. That makes sense. And do you see independencies being particularly important in physics? Oh, absolutely. In general, understanding how systems function and interact is an essential step towards constructing models that can explain observed phenomena. For example, when we try to understand the universe itself, we need to model its behavior using some sort of equations. Mm -hmm. But unless we know how systems will interact with each other, we can't really do that properly. Uh, that's definitely true. And do you see independencies being a problem or a benefit in physics? It's definitely a benefit. Without independencies, it would be really difficult to build models that accurately reflect observed reality. However, it's also possible for systems to become too dependent on one another. For example, if one part of the system becomes unstable, it could cause the whole system to fail. So understanding dependencies and how they vary across different types of systems is an important challenge in physics. That seems like a really essential skill for trying to understand the world around us. And do you think independencies will continue to be an important topic in physics? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I think they'll continue to be one of the most important challenges facing physicists for years to come. After all, understanding dependencies is essential for building models that accurately predict how things will behave in the future. So I think independencies will remain an important area of research for years to come. Thanks for asking. No problem at all. So let's talk a bit more about whiz-bangs. Your work seems to focus particularly on them. Can you tell us more about what uh, whiz-bang is? Uh, whiz-bang is basically a surprisingly clever trick. That sounds pretty cool. And do you see whiz-bangs as being particularly important in physics? Oh, absolutely. I think they're tremendously important for developing new theories and understanding how things work. For example, say you have a theory about how particles interact with each other. But if you can find a way to experimentally demonstrate that your theory is correct by demonstrating that it can explain some observed phenomenon, then your theory is really strengthened. But if you can't find any evidence to support your theory, then your theory might be considered a whiz-bang. That makes sense. So do you think physicists are still finding new whiz-bangs? Oh, absolutely. Every day, researchers are discovering new examples of surprising behavior that can be explained using existing models. So whiz-bangs are a huge part of the research process in physics. In physics, 
Thanks for asking. No problem at all. Well, that's all we have time for today. But thank you so much for joining us, Max Tegmark. We really appreciate it. You're welcome, Lexman. It was my pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode of the Lexman Artificial Podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate it on iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at LexmanArt or on Facebook.com slash LexmanArt or on Facebook.com slash LexmanArt. Today, Max will read a poem for us called The Center of the Universe. The Center of the Universe yeah. is nothing but a point. It doesn't matter how we try. Uh, we'll never find it there. Instead, we should look outward and explore the unlimited sky. There's so much to see. If we just keep looking far enough, 